Hey, this is Mark. And this is Jay. We just want to thank you for tuning in to this episode of NerdCage Live. And be sure to tune in to our live show on YouTube every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hello and welcome. That's right. You're trapped in Nerd Cage Live. This ain't a reaction show, but a debate show and a live discussion on everything that makes people like you and I tick. So thank you for joining us tonight. Please hit that like button and subscribe. I'm your co-host, Jay Saint G, coming to you live from Syracuse, New York, and always with me, the warrior from Wakanda, the fiend from Louisville, my man, Mark Withers, what's shaking? Hey, what's going on, man? Super excited to be here as usual. And yes, today's look back is going to be focused on a movie that is an absolute classic in the truest sense of the word. It introduced us to one of the most iconic characters in Hollywood, Indiana Jones, brilliantly played by the legendary Harrison Ford. Of course, I'm talking about 1981's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Now, Jay, this is one of my favorite movies from childhood. It's very near and dear to my heart, but I wanted to ask you as someone who's slightly younger, over the years, you've probably seen this in your childhood. How do you feel about this movie? Oh my gosh, this is definitely one of my top 10 favorite movies of all time. The first three movies as a whole is one of the best trilogies ever. Rarely ever do we say this on Nerd Cage Life. I'll say here, right here, right now, it's a perfect movie and still is. I'm inclined to agree. Now, this movie, of course, came out when I was about 10 years old, and I was very resistant to the idea of seeing this movie because I was a huge Star Wars fan, and Harrison Ford being Han Solo, you know, the 10-year-old me was kind of worried that, like, oh, is this the end of Han Solo? So I refused to see it for the longest time. Luckily, it was such a big hit that it stayed in theaters for close to six months, and I wound up eventually going to see it and fell in love with it instantly. I mean, just the charisma around this character, the stunts, the action, the story, the music by John Williams, everything about it was absolutely perfect for its time and still holds up 40 years later. It's just an incredible film. Yes, and I will just say like, talk about probably one of the best, if not the best opening sequence in any movie going into the temple, grabbing the Ark, and then all the booby traps. <laughs> Not only that, it's a really amazing spectacle of an opening scene, but the character development. He's an archaeologist, he's super smart, he knows what's gonna happen. And the thing I really love about the character of Indiana Jones is that he faced the face of death so many times in so many situations, and then just shrugs it off and just keeps going. Right. I mean, if you could just do a like a counter of how many times he should have died, <laughs> it, you would just lose track. Going back to character development, he gets into the plane and there's a snake there. So <laughs> you learn everything you need to know about the character in the first five, ten minutes of the movie. And then just from there, it's off to the races. Right, right. And speaking of the beginning of the movie, I mean, this movie not only gives us a great character and a great performance by Harrison Ford, but it also introduced a lot of legendary Hollywood stars that at the time were largely unknown, particularly Alfred Molina. Now, this actually was his very first on-screen role, as we know. He's the guy in the very beginning, you know, in that very opening scene where Indy's like, throw me the whip, and he says, throw me the idol first. And uh, <laughs> at the time, no one knew that he was going to go on to become a legend in his own right. And I think that, you know, you have his performance and some performances by some other great then unknown big stars. This movie just did so much for Hollywood at the time. 
if you have a gunpoint to my head and you say you have to pick one Spielberg movie, I have to pick this one. In fact, we did argue this uh, Rage in the Cage with Alexander <laughs> as well, which was a hell of a lot of fun. I have right. still not changed my mind. I'm still holding to that. And I'm also going to say along with that, this is also John Williams' most memorable score again, arguably the GOAT. But if I had to pick one John Williams score, I'm picking the indie score. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I mean, this is even, I think, more recognizable than, you know, the Superman theme and the Star Wars theme. I mean, you hear that dun 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 dun, dun you immediately know what it is. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree. What are your favorite moments and your favorite scenes of the movie? Well, that opening scene where he replaces the idol for a bag of sand and all the booby traps start going off the giant boulder that chases him after <laughs> after all the arrows and everything my first time seeing it was like whoa just like that was just one of the most incredible things that i'd seen also the scene towards the end where he's driving the truck that has the ark of the covenant in it and these nazis are one by one sort of trying to get him out of the truck trying to kill him <laughs> and he ends up like outside the truck and has to crawl underneath the truck underneath the bottom of the truck and come back around. I just thought that some of that stunt work was just amazing for 1981 and even now it still holds up. My two favorite, favorite, favorite moments. One, the scene where he's fighting that big bald dude and then the propeller hits and then <laughs> take cover and he gets chopped <laughs> off. I mean, this is before PG-13, so they got away with a lot in this movie. And of course, the one that uh, everybody memes is the uh, the one with the swordsman, and he just shoots them. Again, right. <laughs> like awesome character development right there. Is like he's not going to waste time. That's another thing too. The Indiana Jones character is scrappy. He's good at what he does, but he's not exactly a great fighter. But he finds a way to win, and he just knows how to take a beating. <laughs> right which is right. kind of like a trope we saw later on in action movies but that's what makes him such a likable and relatable character i agree now with most of our episodes of course we kind of like take you back to the origin or the beginning of how these films get made so i wanted to kind of like talk about that as well for this so in the early 70s right after the success of american graffiti george lucas started thinking about developing a movie that was based on the 1930s and 1940s action serials that he grew up loving so we're talking about like flash gordon zorro buck rogers some other really famous action adventure shorts that were popular at the time he employed his friend philip kaufman to sort of help him develop a story. And they come up with the idea of this archeologist who is extremely flawed, a womanizer, alcoholic, he runs a casino, he's a martial arts expert, he has all of these peripheral skills. That was eventually dialed back and he was turned into a archeologist who was a professor at a college, who went on these adventures strictly for the love and believed that these were all artifacts that belonged in a museum. He originally wanted Philip Kaufman to direct Raiders of the Lost Ark, but he couldn't because he was contractually obligated to do the outlaw Josie Wales. So instead of working on Raiders, Lucas decided that he would kind of table it and focus on Star Wars. So a few years later, Star Wars is about to be released 
he decides that, okay, I don't want to be influenced by the press at all. I don't want to be worried about any of the critiques for Star Wars. So he decides to take a family trip to Hawaii and he invites his friend Steven Spielberg and his family to come along. On that trip, Spielberg explains to him that he had basically offered his services to direct a James Bond movie and had been passed over for it. So then Lucas pitches him the idea that he and Kaufman had come up with a few years earlier for Indiana Jones, and the rest is history. I'm a huge James Bond fan, and like I think Steven Spielberg would have done James Bond justice, even today. If they ever offered Spielberg like one last chance to do another Bond film, I would love to see it. But at the same time, I'm glad they did this film because we wouldn't have gotten Indiana Jones. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Mark, I honestly do feel that the following two movies deserve their own look back. So let's talk briefly about the two sequels. One being Temple of Doom, which was a prequel. And then there is the third movie, The Last Crusade, which some people argue in a rare instance that this one is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, better than the first movie. I can't get myself to feel that way, but I understand people who do. Now, Temple of Doom, I feel like kind of gets a bad rep. I love it. It's probably the most fun Indiana Jones movie. It may not be the best one. It's not the most well-written. It's not the best story. I just think it's hella fun. And I think Short Rounds, who I'd love to see come back, by the way, definitely played a big role in that. I still enjoy the Temple of Doom a lot. Not to mention, special shout out to Temple of Doom. It's the movie that started the PG-13 rating to that heart rip scene, which is still amazing to this day. And of course, the third movie, The Last Crusade. Man, Harrison Ford and Sean Connery, what is there more to say? Again, that one I would say is also a perfect movie, but I still, in my heart of hearts, can't put it above Raiders of the Lost Ark. We will not speak of the abomination that's the Crystal Skull. If you want my <laughs> thoughts on the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, just watch the South Park episode of Crystal Skull. That sums it up perfectly. Mark, I want to hear your thoughts on the sequels. Okay, so yeah, first and foremost, I completely disavow Crystal Skull. I kind of feel like we can take a mulligan on that one and pretend like Spielberg never directed it. As for the other three, Raiders to me is first and foremost because it introduced us to the character. It introduced a lot of us to that action adventure genre. It just has a special place in my heart where the other two are still fantastic. And in a lot of ways, they sort of up the ante. More action, bigger stunts, probably bigger budget, bigger and better effects. But Raiders, to me, me being a purist, it's just the best out of the entire franchise. Awesome. And at the time of this recording, production of Indiana Jones 5, which we've gotten the cast and the director, but there's only so much information we know, but we do know that the film is not started production yet, and it's slated to come out the same day as Black Adam, which is in production, by the way. I feel like they owe us this movie because they need to make up for crystal skull that being said i have the utmost faith in harrison ford because the last couple movies i've seen him in he's in the way above average shape for a 78 79 year old man i'll say that right here right now on top of that james mangold who's given us fantastic films such as ford v ferrari and of course logan one of the best if not the best comic book film of all time 
all the elements are there for this to be at least, at least as good as Temple of Doom, if not better than Temple of Doom. I'm very much looking forward as more news drops. Marks, your thoughts on the potential Indiana Jones 5 that we know it's coming. Well, I'm extremely excited for it for no other reason than James Mangold is writing the script. Now, I have become a huge fan of his ever since first seeing Logan and then also Ford v. Ferrari. He's just amazing, and I know that he's going to deliver a fantastic story. Also, we've recently got you know news of the casting with Mads Mikkelsen, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Boyd Holbrook. We've got some heavy hitters in this. And I also think that Spielberg probably learned some important lessons from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and what not to do. And so I really am anticipating a fantastic new movie coming out and I really can't wait for it. It's a 10 out of 10, still holds up. It doesn't matter if you're five years old, 15 years old or 50 years old. This is a movie for everybody. It's a fantastic film. It's the quintessential true adventure. When you think 80s action, yeah, there's Die Hard, yeah, there's Terminator, but it was really Raiders of the Lost Ark that really set that trend. It's well written. The movie just pulls you in deeper and deeper as the film goes on. And again, 100 years from now, we're still gonna be looking back fondly at this movie. I agree. I'll say again that this is a childhood favorite of mine. It has stood the test of time. 40 years later, I get just as much enjoyment out of it as the very first time that I saw it. Not only did it spawn a number of sequels in its own story, but it also sparked a trend as far as the 30s and 40s action adventure genre. And I think that we owe a tremendous debt to Spielberg and Lucas for giving us this fantastic character. So before we go, we ask you to pretty please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like silver. So you, I say, from Louisville to Syracuse and to all of our friends and fans around the world at Nerd Cage Live, enjoy life, stay safe, and good night. Sayonara. Ooh, trying to get out of the Nerd Cage, are ya? Well, before you go. Hit that subscribe button! And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell! Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage 